morning going. We are recording, so we are live. So again, welcome everybody. God bless you. We got um, just another minute or so. We'll give it another minute for folks to get on. And we are on our second, uh, actually 2.A teaching of uh, healing open hearts. And last week we talked about all the different levels of growth. We talked about the uh, uh, the different levels uh, that compare to like a, a child growing in life to Christian growth and Christian living. And we ended, of course, with the final um, uh, area of growth and uh, talked about the maturity that that the Holy Spirit brings uh, with that level. So tonight we've got a great treat. Uh, Jennifer, is your, is your mic working all right, babe? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and just let Jennifer um, get started here. And I'm going to help her by um, um, showing the PowerPoint while she's teaching. And again, we welcome everybody that's here. We have Linda here from Montana. We're so glad you're here. Crystal from California. God bless you. you Hi, Linda. Hi. Is this your first time on? It is. Oh, glad to meet you. How'd you hear about us or know about this class? Well, I have read the books that um, Brother Arcobio, um, one of my favorite is The Way of the Eagle. And I had um, needed another copy for my sister. And that's how this all got started. Sending a note um, to Brother Arcobio um, ministry to say, I would like to purchase another book. And so that's how this all got started. So anyway, oh. I'm glad to be here. So yeah, thank you, thank you your, very much. Is that your home in the background? This is my home, yes. Beautiful. Yes, I told thank her you. I love the woodwork. It's beautiful. Oh, I do too. Yes. So it, looks, it looks like a Montana home. <laughs> So we welcome each one of you that are here, and we're so glad you're with us. I see we've got um, Sherilyn from Singapore is here. She's a, a newer person. Charmaine from Australia, so glad you're here. Chris from Florida, yes, we love you. Uh, Paul from uh, Wisconsin, so glad you're here, brother. God bless you. Amen. So, Jennifer, I'm going to go ahead and just let you take it. And I'm going to put it on screen for you. And so just for you guys to know, on your right-hand corner where it says view, you can either have gallery view where you're watching everybody, or you can put it on speaker view where the person who's talking ends up um, being the one that uh, um, is uh, comes up on the screen. So go ahead, Jennifer, and if you'll take it away, I'll just uh, let you take it from here. And I'm going to mute myself. Well, real quick, I just want to um, say that because I see a few people on that was not on last week, um, and I'm not going to take time. I'm just <clears throat> going to very quickly say that we studied on the maturity of those, <clears throat> those who are in Christ. And the last one that we talked about, which is the full mature one, is the teleos. So I'm going to speak from um, the next part, which is the commanded blessing. 
Psalms 133, 1 through 3 in the Amplified says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And I took pictures of um, the mountains that it was talking about here. It is like precious ointment poured on the head that ran down on the beard, even the beard of Aaron, the first high priest that came down upon the collar and skirts of his garments, consecrating the whole Bible body. It is like the dew of lofty Mount Hermon and the dew that comes on the hills of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessings, even life forevermore. And I looked up Mount Hermon. Is anybody familiar with that mount? That's it right there. Isn't that beautiful? It, that, it says that um, it is Israel's highest mountain. It's 10,000 feet. And it's also where the Jordan River begins. So if you can imagine precious ointment, costly ointment flowing from a 10,000 foot mountain all the way down to the hills of Zion. John, can you show that picture? This is the hills. Um, it's also called the city of David. And the hill rising is 2,500 feet. That is beautiful. So if you can imagine, again, that costly oil flowing, it is like, I, I think it was five miles when I looked it all up. Oil flowing from that. That is how God looks at unity in the Bible. Has anybody ever had oil poured from the top of your head down? If you have, you can, you can speak up. Yes, I have. Uh, who is that? Patricia. Oh, honey, I don't see your name. Okay. It just oh. says, I. okay. Um, and, and how did that feel? Amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could uh, actually feel the, uh, as the oil ran, you could feel the anointing. Amen. Amen. Well, I was in a intercessory group at a fairly large church when I lived in St. Louis, Missouri, and they took me into another uh, room and I did not know exactly what was going on. But um, somebody there felt, they asked me if they could do a prophetic act for me. And I said, sure. And they took oil and stopped, um, started from the top of my head and let it just run down me. And I'm telling you, that was the most holiest, holiest time of my life. I don't know if, if you ever get a chance for somebody to do that to you. It's a very powerful time. Um, they, they quoted scriptures over me. They prayed over me. So when I read this scripture talking about oil flowing, I always go back to that time in my life. 
Um, and, and so you can liken, think about that as the unity of the brethren, how powerful that is. You know, that was Jesus, part of his prayer before he went to the cross. He said, Father, make them one, even as we are one. And I believe that that is something that we need to work at becoming with those around us. Doesn't mean that you have to totally be in agreement with everything they think or do. But I think showing still honor to God, that is a blessing. That he would honor to show your brother and sister that um, you want to honor them, honor them as being uh, part of your family, part of the workings that God is doing. You know, we're not all finished. Scripture says that he who has begun a good work will um, keep working and, and finish it until he comes. So we are always going to be uh, worked on. We're always going to be helped. We're also, we're always going to be, um, if I could just say worked on and, you know, that doesn't always feel good. Does it when there's things in your life that God has his hand on, he's got his finger on and he's, he's calling you up higher, but there's things that are coming between you and him. And so he will go after those things. And you can decide you don't want to deal with it, but let me just promise you this. It will come back around because you eventually have to deal with that because God's hand is on that. God's fingers on that. And I, and I know just from my past experience that even when there was times that I did not want to deal with some situations, my life was still miserable because I was still holding on to it. I was, was still hanging on to me. And whether I thought of it that way or not, that's exactly what was happening because that thing was, was like stuck inside of me. And it, and it could be, you know, something like a personal hurt from somebody, um, unhealed wounds from your past or things that you may even think you were healed from. But God, you know, he checks our heart and he sees where there still may be some more growth that needs to happen, but he sees where there's some wounding. And so he'll go after those wounds so that we can um, get healed and then move forward. Hey, Jennifer, yes. uh, there's two things on this first slide. I think it's important to, to also point out. Um, is, you know, we're talking about the commanded blessing. And what we're talking about here is we've been talking about the uh, relationships that God brings, the, the father-son, father-daughter type relationships, mother-son, mother-daughter, and how that when we do dwell in that place of unity and in honor of the, of the ones, you know, someone recently was talking about covering and and I believe it's a very good definition of what covering is because there's so many twisted definitions of covering in religious order in different uh, areas. 
But covering is the result of the relationship that I've entered into with somebody. When I honor somebody to speak into my life, when I honor somebody and I value them, and I, and I want them to speak and to, to um, help guide my life, then covering becomes a derivative of that. It becomes a result of that. And you know, in the scripture here, it talks about the anointment being poured from the head, runs down to the beard, to the collar, down to the skirts of the, of the garment, consecrating the whole body. And anointing always moves in that place. Slow. Mm-hmm. So to receive the blessed of God's anointing, the commanded blessing that God releases is, is, is where you get into that place where you're properly situated with covering. It's not an over under thing. It's not a controlling thing. It's not, I got to submit myself. It's a joy because you know, when you come under that covering of what God places in your life, then the Lord commands his blessing in our life. And that's what the submission to aligned authority is. It brings the commanded. And how many of you want commanded blessing? Come on. Amen. <laughs> you want God to command blessing in your life. The devil wounds you by authority to get you to, to resist and never want authority in your life and just to be your own boss or just to run independent. But you're going to miss the commanded blessing if you don't recognize that. So I wanted to be sure we shared that before we went on to yeah. the well that's wait babe you have to unmute yourself because i thought i was muting myself and i muted you (laughs) okay go back to the previous slide okay okay so down at the bottom where it talks about submission that's not on my page yet i have to flip over to that's why i didn't get to that part yet um but yes, like he said, uh, submission, I'm telling you, I'm so learning the power of submission. And like he said, it doesn't always mean that you have to be in total agreement, but you see the power in it. You know, that's like having a rough uh, boss. It could be uh, somebody that you don't particularly care for, but they're still positioned in your life. They're still there. And you have to learn how to honor them. And, you know, that's just like also uh, we've got um, the police. We were talking about this in our walk today. Um, you've got police. You've got uh, oh, what else was we saying, honey, about um, other officials that are placed over our lives that we have to learn how to honor. They're there for a reason. And God, you know, you read the Old Testament, was there always lovely, wonderful kings that God had set up over the Israelites? No, most of them were terrifying. But still, if they were in that position, they were taught they still had to come underneath their commands. God is showing us the value, the power in that. And I have seen people that, uh, that have been in my life that were not always the best that I felt for myself. But when I learned how to honor them, there was a relationship that really formed between us. There almost became a love for each other. 
And it was because I had to choose the higher road. I had to keep choosing to honor. And so it's not that you look for something to honor the person. You just decide in your heart. It's biblical. It's what God asked me to do. Somebody go say something. Okay, I guess not. So um, then it's, it, now I want to talk about submission to aligned authority brings the commanded blessing, but let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them <laughs> that those who love your name may exult in you. And I looked up the word exalt, which means to feel or show triumph, um, elation, or jubilation. And I was thinking, uh, you know, when I had my children being pregnant and, and walking uh, in the pain, the sickness, the um, being tired all the time. Um, but yet when I began feeling movement, boy, that there was nothing like that feeling that life inside of you and then uh, delivering that the thing that caused you the sickness, the pain, the tiredness, the complications, when you seen that baby, the rejoicing that is there. And so when I was thinking about jubilation and, and, uh, triumph, uh, all those, all those emotions, it, it is just brings you to something that you highly rejoiced about, you know, and I was thinking about, uh, in the Bible, when Jesus made his triumphal entry, you know, and they were, and they had the palm leaves and they were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna. They were showing and rejoicing, uh, and honoring Jesus as he was coming through the town. Um, so then it says um, in Psalms 511, um, I'm sorry, I had this written down. You know, while you're looking for that, Jennifer, I, I'd like to add something here. Um, you know, in looking at covering as a protection, as something, again, that is value. And again, what we're talking about, what we're teaching in this lesson is some people, they don't value covering because they don't look at it as something that is positive in their life because they, they have a horror story of, uh, of, of something that happened that was negative or, or bad. When you look at the verse in Psalms 511, it's right there on the, on, on the, on the okay. screen if you want to read it. It's let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them that those who love your name may exalt in you. Now here in, in the uh, King James Version, it says that, you know, when, when you take refuge in him, he becomes a covering. The word cover in the original is sahak, which means to entwine. 
It literally means you become joined together. That's what covering really means. You know, it's just when you become inseparably through relationship joined to a ministry, to a spiritual family, and 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 and, and by that joining in, it 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 entwines and it covers. It's like they used to make these these huts by taking uh, sticks and they would weave them and entwine them until there was a complete covering. And, and this is where the spirit of Jezebel comes against people who get wounded by ministry, by authorities, by, uh, it could be a pastor, it could be an apostle in their life or a prophetic minister, or it could be a family member. It could be a father or a father figure, or maybe even someone that meant a lot in their life. And they get wounded and then they don't see the covering as a protection. And, and, and when you don't understand that covering protects you, and, yes. in, and, and it's a it's 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 an entwining. That's why you, you can't go and say someone or something is covering you if you're not entered into intimate, close relationship with that person or that covering that 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 ministry. Because you know, without that intimacy of relationship, there's no entwining, there's no joining. And that's why people can join and leave, join and leave things they call covering is because they're trying to understand covering from a 21st century modern church mindset, which is really just a scratch. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And the moment that you're not doing what I want you to do, then I'll go find me another covering. The moment you don't agree with me, you know, but submission is not submission until you don't agree. That's what submission is. Right. Submission becomes tested when you don't agree. And that's where, when you've entwined yourself, your family, Family stays together. You're not just going to walk away. So I'm sorry. No, and that's good. And I, I was thinking about um, that scripture. When we abide in Christ, we will bear much fruit. Um, scripture says, abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And that's what that covering does also. Um, there's You can bear much fruit. As, as God is your covering, you're going to do, and because you're um, abiding in him and his words in you, it's like the covering. Um, when you do, not, I'm not saying doing things perfect, but when you're walking with God, when, when you are submitted to God, you, bear, you can bear much more fruit even that way. Because you're in covering with him. You're in relationship with him. And I was thinking about twining. You know how some people take their finger and they just twirl their hair. They're just twining. It's wrapping around their finger. Um, and Until your finger <clears throat> is covered with your hair. That's the same way with, with God. We want to be covered by him. <laughs> I think about that even right now. If you could just close your eyes and think about God covering you, taking a blanket and just covering you in his love and in his mercy, how powerful that so feels. You feel so close to him. And, and, and thinking even about that, you know that God's eye is on you and he will not let things come near you. Because you're covered by him. 
Praise God. <laughs> Let's just praise God for that right now. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you for this covering, God. Oh, God, thank you that we even get to be covered by you. God, you're a God of so much love and so much power. And Father, to think about being covered by you, that you would actually like take a blanket and wrap us in your love, God, that you would wrap us in your, um, wrap us up, even just like a child, a baby being wrapped in a blanket. Oh God, the covering of that. Thank you for that. Thank you, Father, that even in times of being hurt, Father, because you're covered us, we get to go to you. We get